This is your brain. This is drugs. He's southern, and you can tell because he wears cowboy boots. A new world order. We're done. Guys, welcome to another episode of Blue Room Insight. I am Daniel. Skipper's here. Darius is here. It's Matt. Are you embarrassed? Dude, you're fucking screwed. Just can you turn down the screen, man? You're freaking me out. You're like handsome Squidward and like a rock put together. <laughs> so an Easter Island? <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> like it's just very crazy right now. I don't know, dude. I'm sorry. It's what happens when when I'm left alone for a couple hours with drugs. <laughs> like I've been down a lot it's of okay, rabbit dude. holes today too. What? It's okay, boy. Hey, so what's uh what's everybody been up to? What are you guys doing? Read anything new? Watch any movies? Um, finished Death Note. Oh, how'd you like it? I enjoyed it. It was a great um, show. Wasn't huge on like the second half of it, but. I enjoyed it up till then. Gotcha. The anime or the yeah. Netflix? Yeah, the anime. The anime. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. He, he's, he's making sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, good for you. Good for you. I just got uh, the complete series of Venture Bros. Nice. 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 Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have fun. Was that the that. one that you showed me with Birdman? No, no. no, no that's, Harvey that's Harvey Birdman. Birdman. Yeah. yeah, no. I got a. No, the only like other Adult Swim thing I think that I have is. Um, I have some older, maybe. I, I actually don't even chicken. know if I have any more. I had older Family Guy seasons from when I was like in high school. On like DVD? Yeah, but I don't know. I think I may have thrown those out. What about the last chicken? Thing. I thought you had some of that. No, I have um, Space Ghost, Coast to Coast. That's the only other thing. Gotcha. You still got a Futurama? Oh, yeah. So Futurama ran on Adult Swim too. Yeah. So I still have, yeah, of course I have Futurama. <laughs> and new season's coming out in 24th. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a week away, guys. That is a week away. How's it feel? Good. It feels good. It's also closer to two weeks. It's a bold move, Cotton. We'll see if it pays off. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. So. Darius, you said you saw Insidious? The yeah, Insidious movie? Have, so give your take. No spoilers, but give give a take. One sentence review. No, no, you can't do it like that. One The first one's really good because it has a lot of uh, subliminal, sublim, subliminal, sorry. I was eating earlier, so my mouth's like still all. But to today, Junior? Subliminal imagery. So, like, you have a lot of, like, build Where are they going to? The further? That. I have further? only seen the first Insidious. Further. Isn't that from like... Insidious? Is that from Insidious? Yeah. Okay. I right? saw it recently, so I should know. I've only seen the first one. So. But anyway... It's uh, in the first one. The Further. 
I I've only seen the first one and when pretty close to when it came out. They all have jump scares, but the first one had more of like a build up and uh, I feel like it just had more plot in general. Mm-hmm. And then the second one is basically the same thing. Maybe not as good. It's more of a copy and paste first one. This new one really banks off of jump scares. Yeah. And if I had to compare it to any of the other works, like James Wan, it's uh, The Nun. It's The Nun Insidious. Don't tell me that. It's literally The I Nun I didn't like Insidious. The Nun. It's like, it's almost as if it lost its insidiousness and just got The Nun. And you think that's better than Evil Dead Rise? No, I don't want to talk about that. I just said that to piss you off. <laughs> okay. I respected your opinion on it. I was like, okay. <laughs> no. And you're coming I, after Evil me. Evil Dead Rise is probably better than this, but... You know, I definitely... I, I think the best part of the movie was probably the relationship between the dad and the son. I'm not going to spoil much into that, but that was probably the best part of the movie. That's very touching. Um, and, you know, the original demon's in it, so that's cool. I do like the original demon. The red one? The red one. Cool. I do think there is one thing that they didn't make it... I can't say that because it's going to spoil it. Never mind. Okay. But yeah, the red guy's in it. I, I do recommend you watching it. Spoiled enough. It's not, you mentioned the, the red guy. fucking trailer, so I mean... I didn't watch the trailer. Ugh. What you got there, Matt? Uh, Bee Nectar Agave Lime. Oh, what's the brand? Bee Nectar. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. like, come you on, thought bro. that was like that. Taste it. Give it a taste because I gave one to Darius too. Does it taste like tortilla chips? Does it taste like tequila? It's meat. It's honey. Yeah. Nah. Oh. It tastes like honey. And honey. like lime. <laughs> more more agave than lime. Oh, so more so tequila and honey. Mm-hmm. Oh, buddy, you gotta get on that shit. No. Okay. So, um, what are, any any other new things going on? I'm just no, mostly work for me. <laughs> I'll pretend I have stuff going on. I pretend. <laughs> he pretends. He goes, I pretend. Other than I'm watching part of One Piece again. So I'm watching You're watching One Piece again. <laughs> I'm, watching how, I'm watching one porn again. <laughs> what, what specific porn? That's how what is your genre, Matt? What is your porn genre? He just won't. Depends on the day it changes. Okay, <laughs> what is your... On, on Depends on the hour, actually. <laughs> <laughs> what is the most regular one that you would go to? I or go to? I don't know. Don't lie. <laughs> I'm dog, man. Hey, you can... The original. Like, the original song that like, ugly Sonic. <laughs> don't... Darius is just upset because his step-sister and step-mom. I... No. His generation made this shit really weird. Yeah. What? Oh, is it good? Yeah, but it definitely yeah. tastes what the can looks like. So, what the can looks like? It's the one of the first that tastes what the can looks like. Green? Yeah. It, it green? just tastes like green. It tastes like green. <laughs> I don't even know what that looks I like. I know. I was about to say. I was right. <laughs> yeah, it. Sorry, man. I don't know, man. I can't help you with that one. But yeah, it tastes. Uh, I'm just over here drinking pib. He's the pig, and I'm man. sure that tastes like what however that is. I say piss. I was like, God damn it. I, it tastes like <laughs> orange. He's like, not again. Not again, guys. Not again. And he's drinking the purple. I'm drinking the purple. The Delta. Can't be one. Not the Grimace. Nah, dude. I don't do the Grimace guy. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck Grimace is, bro. I know who Grimace is. Who is Grimace? I just don't want to get fucked Seriously. by Grimace. I've seen, I've seen the videos that you guys have been sending me with the Grimace hurting those poor people. Enjoying that milkshake? What's wrong with him? Where do they get the milkshake? From, like, from McDonald's. 
<laughs> is Grimace like Bill Gates? I don't know. What Grimace is? Because Grimace? you know, like eighty percent of the French fries from McDonald's is uh, from Bill Gates' farms. For some reason, I heard that sentence as most of the chips from McDonald's are. <laughs> Stella is thirsty. All right, guys. Well, I guess that's all the the new updated shit. Oh, I've been playing a lot of Destiny Two on PS Five. It's been a, it's been a lot of fun. I actually. Uh, How would you describe it? Okay, so I was going to talk about that. I really wish that you, my friend, and you, my friend, had a PlayStation Five because I have just, a PlayStation Five. It does, but actually, Darius won't. Darius won't fucking buy or get Destiny. Does it not have crossplay? It does, but I don't like the whole like party chat thing. Like, uh, how also, it's just weird it whenever you me play out. it and like people talk and it comes out your controller. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of that because like when I first found out I don't about it, it, I was I just playing have it in my headphone, running up the staircase, and some dude's like, "Yo, I'm chasing this motherfucker." And I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, what? And then I looked at my controller and I was like, because I'm the only the only time I've actually got to like witness that is with the Wii with Mario Bros. When you shake the controller and Mario oh, was yeah. like, help me, you know. And then Super Smash Bros. Brawl, <laughs> yeah. you click on a character, it comes through the Wii remote. Yeah. Man, he was chasing me, dude. He was fucking chasing me. He ran up the stair. I died, by the way. Like, that, that did not last long. <laughs> he like throws my controller on the ground. Like, what the fuck? He's <laughs> fucking possessed. Destiny 2 turns into Resident oh, Evil. Oh, God. Dude, fuck, the PS5's man. controller is so nice, though. It is. Anyways, <clears throat> what I was also going to say it's is it's on it's, our subject. I mean, it is yeah. relevant. Yeah, it is. Uh, but I've just. So, you guys know me. I really love the cosmic and love crafting horror. Dude, it's just. They have upped it so much, it's insane. Like, what they've been able to do with, mm-hmm. like, the game. It's it's just, like, it is cosmic horror, like, the whole time. And it's just a lot of fun. It's a great, I don't know, it's just been a, a really good time now. So, yeah, you guys should, uh, you know, hit me up if you, if you guys would play. But um, I guess we'll get right into uh, the subject of today. Darius, would you like to bring us up to date on that? Well, I'm just going to start off. I'm not even going to say the title. Oh, okay. I'm just going to jump straight into it. But why not? Where are we going to call it what it is? Because I want to start off. Okay, fuck it. It's Polybius. <laughs> <laughs> no, what is Polybius? Polybius is a mysterious game cabinet that appeared in 1981 in uh, Oregon and disappeared basically within a month or so. And basically people believe that this uh, game um, could cause like uh, nausea, side effects. Some people believe that it could be like mind control, um, and they believe it's from the government, basically. So that's the most simplest way to put it. Um, and um, yeah, that's that's the whole podcast, man. Well, well, guys, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Anyways, all right, yeah, but like, all right. So one for anybody out there that doesn't understand, like, what a game cabinet is. It's an arcade game. It's yeah. just like a standing arcade game. Yeah, so, um, and when you say it showed up for like a month, <laughs> is this at like one specific arcade that it showed up? Once, well, there is one that they talk about specifically, but uh, it's believed to be, it was like multiple arcades. There was like there's only one. Th- there's about did. two or three of them in the yeah. area that got one of the cabinets it, it was only in Oregon. Yeah, so, it was it only in Portland. Yeah, it was only in Portland. So I'm going to start off with this. Just get a little brief history of other stuff before we get into Polybius. That's what he was so, trying to do. <laughs> yeah, my computer just died. No, I'm just joking. Anyway, <clears throat> so video games. Video games date back to the 50s and 60s. 
these video games are very simple, nonetheless, or just simulations built on microcomputers. Uh, one very early example of this is Space War, developed by MIT in 1962. It wasn't that the place that Bob Lazar went to? <laughs> just joking. Uh, this one be one of the first examples displayed, or one of the first games displayed on an actual screen. By the early 70s, the public was the public was introduced to video games with products like Pong and Computer Space. Again, elementary stuff, even compared to Atari 2600 games. Uh, by the mid-1970s, though, more affordable microprocessors replaced transistor logic circuitry. Uh, this made it easier for the market to provide video games to the public. Uh, games such as Pac-Man and Space Invaders were created, and um, today this is known as the golden age of video games. Uh, from 1978 to 1983, arcades would be considered the ruler of the land in the video game industry. This would all end with the great video game crash of 1983, however, and wouldn't be revived until the introduction of Nintendo Entertainment System in 1985, alongside games such as Super Mario Bros., Duck Hunt, and Zelda. Uh, but today, we will focus on the dreamlike period of the Golden Age, specifically the year 1981, without when a mysterious game cabinet named after a Greek historian, Polybius, appeared and then suddenly disappeared without a trace. But before we get into Polybius, we're going to get into something called MK Ultra. Yeah, MK fucking Ultra. Midnight Climax. He always gets a hard on for this one. Anyway. My bad. Oh. I see that. No, this is a no erection zone. I see what's poking right there. My bad. I didn't realize it's a no erection zone. It is a no. I mean, not yet. It's not rising over the underneath the blanket. The blanket's moving, though. Okay, so before we go deeper, we must go back to the year 1975. The church committee, which if you don't know... Uh, they looked into abuses committed by the CIA, the FBI, and the NSA, etc. Um, all that stuff. And um, the United States Congress and Rockefeller Commission would reveal that the United States government had conducted mind-altering experiences um, using drugs such as heroin, LSD, alcohol, and mescaline while, without the consent of the American public throughout the years 1953 to 1973. The CIA was hesitant to reveal such a program in 1973. Uh, CIA Director... Richard Helms ordered the destruction of all documents containing the information on the matter. Nevertheless, though, the church and the Rockefeller, the church committee and the Rockefeller committee would still be be able to get the documentation and proof released throughout the through the Freedom and Information Act in 1977. They would manage to get nearly 20,000 documents released, which led to the Senate hearings being made on uh, MK Ultra. <clears throat> but let's dive a little bit more into MK Ultra. So, why did the government experiment on its people? The project would be noted as a continuation of the work begun in the World War II. Would, dude, I wrote this fucking fucked up. <laughs> begun in World War II era Japan and Germany, where unwilling patients would be experimented on, experimented on to produce mind control. After World War II, the United States would acquire ex-Nazi scientists, where they would work on projects such as Project Paperclip with Space and NASA and MK Ultra. The U.S. feared that the USSR had been deep in the development of mind control, so they quickly acted and started this program to compete. Wow. So what was the goal? The government could learn. The government would learn that the to in order to control someone's mind, they would have to break it first. They showed the program's intensity and their willingness to do so. One specific branch of MK Ultra, <clears throat> we did an episode on it. It's consisted of is uh, that's our first midnight climax. It's episode. consisted yeah it consists of a program called Operation Midnight Climax, 
where individuals would be brought to safe houses by funny government funded prostitutes. Funny how this is a Midnight Climax episode. I think Five. it's the first one I've done. No. Not the second one, because no. I wasn't here for the last Midnight. Or the, yeah, the third. it's the third one you've done. Yeah. The Doms. The, Was that a Midnight Climax? Yeah, mm-hmm. the last one that we did. The last. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, we don't do them often. Not yeah, and then this do. one. This okay. is the third one. But, yeah, so individuals be brought to safe houses by government-funded prostitutes will be put into drug-induced states where their minds will become very fragile and um, fragile. Suggestible. Suggestible. While this is all happening, That's observers pretty. would be watching from a two-way mirror to gain knowledge on the subject. It's perverts. Yeah, this program was... Yeah, yeah, jacking off. That's what they're doing. <laughs> this program was established in 1954 to study the effects of certain substances on individuals, mind control, and sexual behaviors. Other aspects of this program included admitting secrets, like truth serum, and controlling the individual's... Are you Okay. Fucking truth serum. And controlling the individual by convincing them to commit horrendous acts on society. We talked about Manson. <coughs> yeah, we talked about Charles. Fuck. We talked about truth serum in the Midnight Climax episode, right? And like you talked about uh, what it was so long. made out of or sh- and shit. Yeah. It's a sodium. Uh, no, we talked about it in another episode. It's a Gatorade. <laughs> we talked about it in, I think, Bob Lazar. We talked about it recently. We had this new setup and we were talking about it. How me and him were on the same side, but you guys were on that side. It's yeah. been going on for like three months like that, so. Yeah. But <clears throat> uh, they also use subliminal messaging and drugs to break the subject's mind. The subject would often feel ill and have headaches, have nausea, and fatigue, which match the uh, the question, the subject in question. Yeah, sodium, pim- yeah. Sodium. Sodium uh, thiopimpin. So... Why is so subliminal? Yeah. I can't fucking say it for the life of me. By the way, subliminal, 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 subliminal. Subliminal. I might have to start saying it like that. Subliminal. Brewery. Why is subliminal messaging so important in mind control? Well, ever since the day we were born, we are conditioned to think a certain way. Social standards bar us from thinking outside of the box, and we are left premature from our own true natural selves, a product of modern society. This is why it's so hard for us to be independent and be different from the mass because we fear rejection. The small things make up our minds, consciously and subconsciously. Subliminal messages, be it from TV, movies, books, music, or public speakers, can and will affect your thought patterns and will affect your decision-making, ultimately making you who you are. For example, our society is obsessed with social stratification, food, sex, drugs, and violence because you're all rock and roll and we are conditioned to it since our youth it controls us uh subliminal messages are the themes and thoughts that roam our subconscious and the result and control us without even realizing wow it's pretty intense but this beer is pretty good yeah that's good i'm happy it is yeah so let's get to the subject so how does mk are you okay yeah Yeah, a little shudder a little shudder there so a little shimmer how does MK Ultra relate to a video game cabinet from the early 1980s? Well, for starters, we know how far the government is willing to go, and when it comes to research, and how capable they are for doing like to do it. Sorry, I keep on looking at your shirt. Does it say Joint Pleasant on on this shirt? What? Oh, it says Point Pleasant. Point Pleasant. That'd be funny. I said Joint Pleasant. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> what? I was just asking if you wanted. Oh to. no, I'm okay. Thank you. Uh, man. <clears throat> so MK Ultra may have ended in 1973. But that does not mean that the government stopped funding research into the mind control matter. So, Polybius. 
Let's jump eight years later from the ending of MK Ultra to 1981. Arcades filled the streets of America. These dimly lit neon-soaked rooms filled with colorful games, cabinets consisting of new technology at the time were soaking in nearly $7 billion annually on the new market. It was a place to be a youth during the Carter and Reagan era, but one specific arcade would glow brighter than the rest in the internet forums 22 years later. <clears throat> Their arcade was located in the quiet suburb town of Beaverton, Portland, Oregon, and went by the name of Malibu Grand Prix Arcade. One day, a game cabinet would appear. It was described as rather bleak, had a blue and black colored theme, and produced quite abstract imagery. The main focal point was the blue logo that read Polybius in bubbly letters. Hmm. <clears throat> the gameplay would be fast-paced, again abstract, and had puzzle elements ingrained into it. A noteworthy game comparable to this would be Tempest by Atari the same year, which also played with geometrical shapes in a 3D space. <clears throat> now, it's excellent for its time, as we didn't see games like this until the mid-80s, Right. but even if it is compared to like Tempest, it's thought to be even like more advanced than Tempest, right. so it's like Tempest on drugs, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't even know what Tempest was until researching this, by the way, so... Yeah, it does look cool though. Yeah, like Tempest and Berserk came out at the same time. Really, I know of Berserk, but not. I don't know about Tempest. Yeah, it was like a popular one soon. Mm-hmm. The game was described as highly addictive, making consumers constantly want more. However, it's believed that the German company behind the game, Cine Solution, had a bigger goal than collecting some green. Instead, it's believed that they wanted data. Data of what though? They're gonna get you. That's what they want. No. But I mean, what kind of data do you think it would be for? Well, you, do, to see how, like, subliminal messages affect people in normal day places. You know, yeah, just like the, it's like instead of like it being like them capturing people and like putting them through all this shit, they kind of want to just see like. What do you think they were? I mean, these were probably kids that were playing these games. What do you think they were telling them to do? Go buy stuff. Go, like. I I think it would be more along the lines of measuring like. I don't know how addicted they are to the game per se. Like, what if specific elements of the game made them more addicted or, yeah, addicted, um, things of that nature, which is why they would eventually get collected so they could harvest the data that they received from it. And whether or not they wanted to put subliminal messages, it's it's contagious into somebody like. Oh, you got to do this, this, and this, or right, like a, like a certain reaction right. to the game would happen if you right. do this. Instead of it makes them, you not want to do that again, right? Instead of yeah. them like wanting them to go buy something or like a scary maze game, like or like when you play your record backwards, this is kill whoever. Uh, I mean, <laughs> uh, maybe they just wanted to see if the games could be used as just a distraction, right? For when the kids get older, or since it's so early in the video game industry, that, like how it would affect right. people. Right. Or then, maybe it's not even the government. It's just a video game company seeing what people like. Mm-hmm. Or what if it is the government? And they're making kids scared to get yeah. them on Like, medicine. what if it's just like a distraction to make people not think about anything? Oh, it's a game. Let's, no. yeah. uh, look at this what instead if, of What if it's causing stuff? them? Because, you know, some of the side effects was, was nausea, loss of yeah. memory and um, scary nightmares. And like, bad nightmares. And also seizures. Though. Aggression. Right, so Aggression was a part how do we not know that this was a like a big pharma? Yeah, a pharmaceutical conspiracy. What do we know about the gameplay itself? So outside of being kind just of geometric shapes, flashing lights, seizure, epileptic. It was kind of like, I guess, it which was, it would explain the. There's a lot the like bomb, Tempest, like the, uh, tat, like the yeah. what do you call 
Which is also kind of like asteroids. It's more of. I think I'm. I think in. If you look up Tempest, it basically shows yeah. what it looks like. I mean. I think this one really, it was more. So it's just angry. It had more flashing <laughs> lights like and then yeah, more. I mean, like, I don't know. Uh, Nobody knows. There's no yeah. foot. Like I can't. You know, I can't. It's even very look it inconsistent up. with Urban Legend. No. Um, but yeah. So described by crowds that consisted around the mysterious game was the constant visitation of the Men in Black. Um, so these guys would come in and work on the machine. Uh, uh, but instead of collecting massive amounts of change this game was supposedly bringing in, uh, these men would collect some data that had been collecting while players were interacting with it. <clears throat> now, the Men in Black have been described throughout modern supernatural history, mostly around the UFO and alien phenomena. Uh, popular events such as the Mothman at Point Pleasant in the 1960s that exposed the supernatural and classified side of things often attract these men in black for unknown reasons. However, it's believed that they are uh, it's believed that they are the carrier from the public to the shadow government. They're the hushers and the carriers of such information. Mm. That's also a movie. <laughs> With mm. four four movies actually, but I forget that there was a fourth one. Because that was Smith one. But I just not the fourth one. There's only three. Oh no, there's four. Nope. Only three. So that bad, huh? All right. So there's. I didn't watch it. Neither did I. I don't want to. (laughs) Fair. Fair. It's like the new Ghostbusters. Okay. I didn't mind the the new Ghostbusters. The newest one. The newest one. I didn't mind the all women one. (laughs) I haven't seen it. You guys are just being assholes. It was fine. Yeah, it was fine. We're talking about the. There's nothing wrong with it. It was forced humor. It was. It was. Crazy. It was fine. There it was wasn't. It wasn't wrong. great, but it's not garbage. The new one was like. Was there still one. funny parts in it? In the, the twenty eight. I thought so. One? I thought it was fine. It, yeah. it had. It was forced humor. It had its moments. Forced. Okay. Everything is. Every, every comedy is forced humor. Yeah. <laughs> so what did this data consist You're just of? Attacking the women's. Just attacking a terrible movie. It wasn't <laughs> terrible. I've seen. I'm I've fine seen with m- movies with full women cast. I'm fine with. You guys want to talk about Borat too? Eddie for Brady. That movie was crazy. <laughs> that, that movie was, was fucking comedy. awesome. Yeah, <laughs> Borat dude was forced comedy. Yeah, man. It was forced comedy. That may have been. You like, know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no, that may have been that one scene. <laughs> forced. Anyway, uh, so what did <laughs> the data consist of? <laughs> <laughs> what did it consist of, Darius? <laughs> During the active time, the cabinet reports sickness, changes in behavior, violent acts, and night terrors. Uh, the gameplay was thought to invoke such symptoms with its hallucinogenic nature and subliminal soaked themes yeah, and uncanny it. graphics. Yeah, yeah. It's the yeah. first time in forever. It's, it's important to know that this game's graphics, though, which I mentioned earlier, were way ahead of its time, making it hard for people to believe it ever existed. Just because in 1981... Uh, I don't know the specs of it. Actually, most of the podcasts I listen to actually went into the, the processing uh, details, but the specific things that they were using in it weren't really around until like 83 and 84. More like the mid-80s. <clears throat> Nevertheless, so the point of the game like was... 16-bit or... No, no, no. Not like that. Just more like the 3D playing field oh, okay. of how it works. Um, nevertheless, the point of the game was believed to soak players in subliminal messaging to control their behavior, and some believe that it was meant for recruiting. Recruiting for? <laughs> they didn't like really military? Into it. Yeah, so some <clears throat> say that. I think this one's more connected to the, the movie that came out in the 80s. I don't remember what year it was, and I wish I wrote down the movie. Um, but the one that they used, yes, the arcade machine to recruit them for the, the space war. War so, game? 
No, I know. But that's a fun. That's a good movie. Yeah, I mean, it's fun. Uh, I have. I know what it is. So go on. <laughs> go on, so go Darren. On. All right. Anyway, yeah. So, but no, but the recruiting thing, I don't necessarily think that's the case because I think that was more of a common thing after Stranger Starfighter. Things. Starfighter. Cool. There you go. Oh, I have that movie. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. So a lot of people say that. The, that last, star, the last Starfighter. Yeah, the last Starfighter. Yeah, I it have contributes that to this uh, urban legend. Star- but like what I was saying, a lot of, I think really the recruiting part came after Stranger Things came out and people started mixing up that with this. I don't adding to the fictional part of it. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Recruiting through video games has all at least I've seen it several times in yeah, like, like pop they have, culture. They have things. Future Man. I don't know Future Man. Uh, I'm trying to think of a movie that used. A uh, movie wise, I can't Top think. Uh, yeah. Does it? What? I know specifically Stargate <clears throat> does it. Stargate. I don't know what. The question was, I'm sorry. Like vi- vi- using video games to recruit. Oh, uh, I mean, new, yeah. That new movie I mean, that's yeah. coming out. Yeah, the new movie that... Uh, uh, oh, you're right. That new movie. Grand, Grand, Tur- Grand Turismo. Grand Turismo, yeah. Yeah, dude. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. That's actually a great example, though. Um, but yeah, oh, so... Yeah, Ender's Game. The whole point of it, though, what they're... They were already recruited. The data that they're trying to collect, they were just... It's believed that they're trying to see how this game would affect the community in Oregon. Um, so that's the most believed theory. Uh, so do we have any evidence for this? Well, we have a screenshot of the title screen. That is like the main thing you see when you first open up the uh, any web page talking about mm-hmm. it. Um, only one screenshot is known, and it's the game's home screen. It reads, Polybius in blue bubbly letters with the year it was distributed, 1981, and the company behind it. Cineslosion, which I think that's how you say it, right? If you guys know. All right, well, if you break down Cineslosion and the use the prefixes and all that, so Cine uh, means sense and lotion, shown. lotion shown. is to erase. So it's to erase or senseless. Um, but it is important to note that Cineslosion is a poorly translated German word. Cineslosion. Um, Cineslosion. No record of the company can be found. No, they cannot find any. The fuck are we talking about? <laughs> Bro. <laughs> we got a website over here. It's the one that has the uh, makeup version of it. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, that one. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. So there's no uh, company that Sunny can be found. Uh, fictional companies wiki. <laughs> but yeah the words have German origin <clears throat> can't find it online it's uh, grammatically incorrect and that notes that whoever created it probably doesn't have a real good grasp on the uh, German language uh, one important note is the logo though the logo is way more detailed and um, relatively large compared to other games of its time uh, take games like Frogger you ever yeah, yeah I like Frogger okay, the Frogger is what most games looked like in 1981 so, yeah, for the most part. like the logo, at least. Uh, space was precious in 1981 for video games. Um, so it was why they need to make wise decisions, and it was detrimental to make sure that you're using your uh, space wisely for the product and playability of the game. Uh, because of this, though, logos most of the time use a standard font, <coughs> and um, 
so like that standard font would be like think about like the most like basic font for like video games you know what I'm talking about the mm-hmm. pixely looking one mm-hmm. so that's what they would use cool it wasn't until 1983 though when we started to see more extensive and complex logos uh, so like Mario Bros mm-hmm. and all that stuff two tones uh, yeah two tone logos or like metallic like yeah, yeah. metallic logos because wasn't it expensive <coughs> for them to make like the solid letters and everything like that they always had like spaces in between it yeah, like I said though before, it's like more about like they probably could have done it because there was examples of it like shown in like actual artwork and mm-hmm. all that, but they weren't. They felt like it was just there was no point since they were more focused on the game itself because right. you'd be taking up way too much space for that. Um, and that's why bigger companies like Nintendo, yeah, and, exactly, uh, could afford it. Was it Williams or Williamson? <clears throat> I don't know the other one, but uh, the smaller text also on the uh, screenshot is a red flag. That is nearly identical to the same font used in Defender's small text. Uh, when comparing the two, uh, some noticeable changes have been made to the font. So either the person that was making it purposely took out a couple pixels of the font, or they just used an original font. Right. Um, or if the actual game is real and it is an actual font of its own. <coughs> um, <coughs> online playable versions are available. People have claimed they have copies of the ROM. They post download links to forums on the early internet. Like that you just showed us mm-hmm. there is a fake version on that or I think that's the wiki but there's mm-hmm. an actual website that goes by Schenschlegen okay and uh, <laughs> it goes by that and um, has an actual download for the game uh, but most of the time these games would just show the title screen you would click to play the game it would load it would crash and then it would say April Fools or you just been fooled motherfucker or anything in that matter, and then it would be like, Kutcher pumps up, you've been pranked. <laughs> you've been pranked. I have your video camera, I have footage. Uh, <clears throat> NSN was like, can you send it to your friend or something like that, just to spread around the internet. Uh, think of games like the Scary Maze game and all that early internet stuff that was just pranking people online, you know? Tons of fan-made attempts um, have been done and they're, they're all over the internet. So this makes it much harder for people to find a legitimate version of the game. Um, and also just makes it more believable that the game's fake. And it's just a bunch of... Hoopla! Bunch of bullshit. Hoopla! So is there a physical game cabinet <clears throat> out there? The internet is flooded with many ARG-like videos of low-budget quality, uh, only promoting the mystique behind it because it's all grainy and you can't really see what's going on. It's dark. Videos would these videos usually would show the people uh, finding the vacant machine in a dark warehouse collecting dust. Most of these are considered to be fake, though. I mean, it's been widely debunked, and they've been around since like 2006 on YouTube. So it's like, eh, it's a bunch of hoopla. But <coughs> uh, it's just nothing but game enthusiasts just making their own Polybius models, and they're all mm-hmm. over Google. So when you look on Google, and it looks like a real model with a Polybius thing, it's not. It's not. Uh, and actually, a lot of arcades have their own version of Polybius, which is which is kind of cool. Um, but <coughs> nevertheless, nevertheless, if you look it up in all these videos showing that they found it, it's a bunch of bullshit. It's a dead end. Uh, there is one physical piece of evidence, though, that raises a legitimate question. It's an alleged image on a game site uh, called uh, Killer List of Games. Uh, some background on this website, Killer List of Games, was an encyclopedia form that documents all arcade games from past to present. Website does include Polybius, and it states that the manufacturer is unknown, even though we believe it to be Sinishlosion. And it says that the year was released in 1981, and its class, which meaning like what is the status of it, 
is a concept on, off, or just a hoax. Mm -hmm. This page also contains a low-quality black-and-white photo of the ledge cabinet. It matches all the basic descriptions and even has the same logo. The cabinet is a Namco style, dated around 1979, so think about like Glasgow Pac-Man. It's a basic, basic box format with a curve near the screen. And even though the cabinet seems legit, there is a chance that is a modified uh, Basconian cabinet. Right. I don't know if you guys know that game. No. Yeah. And so <clears throat> it shares the same characteristics and color, making it easier for the person to modify it. It has the white sides and everything. But one thing that doesn't add up is the controls are different. And also, the uh, coin box is a little bit different as well. Uh, it does not match the Namco cabinet uh, of that era, as it's like a little bit more metallic instead of more simple. Uh, but it is more consistent with the Nichibusu machine. The cabinet is period correct, though. So, all the correct characteristics of the cabin, uh, or I said cabin, of the cabinet do meet up to standards of 1981. <coughs> right. <coughs> it does have the uh, logo on it. But it's believed that since it's black and white, it's it was really easy probably to Photoshop it and just make it look like what it is. Right. Um, another piece of physical evidence someone said that was real was they posted a picture of a circuit board with the Polybius logo on it. However, when you reverse Google search it, Google shows that it was nothing but a Miss Pac-Man circuit board with the logo pasted on it. So that's a dagger as well. There's a many claims across the internet of people saying that they work for Polybius. Uh, <clears throat> one was from an anonymous user by PRG017, which claims he used to work for an arcade division of Sega back in the early 1980s, and the game was made to stimulate certain parts of the human brain. He went as far as to say that some parts of the code that made up the game were used for later projects such as a Sega Genesis CD. However, this is a false claim, as many ex this is a false claim, one of many people that are just riding the Plavius, uh, the Plavius train. <clears throat> Sounds like a fun train. It's a very fun train. Actually, not really. It's just a dead-end train. Uh, <laughs> they're not going anywhere. No. Another one is Stephen <clears throat> Roach. He's another vital figure to the pin to pinpoint um, in this whole entire thing. Roach claimed to be a programmer for Polybius. He claims that he put together Synesplosion in 1978. The company consisted of amateur programmers, which, by the way, like, why out of all the companies, amateur programmers are going to create, like, state-of-the-art fucking, like, technology in 1981? Well, I mean, it, it, it checks a lot of PSYOP, CAA gotcha. boxes. I already see where you're coming from. Yeah. Small startup with unexplained technology. The Bob Lazar effect. Kind of. So, but there are a bunch of amateur programmers that worked on printed circuit boards or PCB and was located in Czech Republic. PCP? PCP, yeah, so printed circuit boards, like PCP. PCB. PCB. I said P, didn't I? Yeah. My yeah. bad, guys. <laughs> PCP pipe. Uh, Roach claims <coughs> that Cinechillion was approached in 1980 by a nameless South American company that wanted to develop a game like no other at the time. They wanted to push the boundaries of current tech and create visuals never seen before. However, his background didn't add up, which is a red flag, and if not most, all of his claims are from the source material. When looking into Stephen uh, Roach, only one was found to be associated with the Czech Republic, but this was nothing but an ordinary policeman from Utah that was just living out there. Roach's presence has been around since the early discussion boards of Polybius, and um, one guy that actually kind of knocked him out and said that he wasn't really a possibility in this whole case was the YouTuber Ahoy, which actually I got a lot of my information from this guy. Um, he actually got in contact with him, 
and basically concluded that he is nothing but a fraud and he's just putting up an act. So, <clears throat> all the evidence of the mysterious cabinet is pretty much secondhand. There's no firsthand pieces of evidence, no company documents, no confirmed screenshots, no confirmed pictures of the cabinet or site of the cabinet itself. The only thing we have we can go off of is what's told on the internet, as it is an internet urban legend. <clears throat> one of the earliest moments, one of the earliest mentions of the game appeared on Slashdot in 2003. It mentions an article from GamePro magazine that discussed the same topic. In GamePro issue 180, September 2003, it concluded, or it had, it had a section called Gaming Lies, which would talk about gaming mysteries and conclude the section with a final verdict. Is it true? Is it a lie? Or is it inconclusive? Polybius was marked inconclusive, even though the article says it lacks critical evidence to prove its validity. It even goes as far as to say that it's reasonably simple to create such a hoax as at the time. New software such as Photoshop made it easy for people to like fake things. And um, so this was important because not only did it expose the legend to a wider audience, it also exposed people that didn't have internet to Polybius. Right. But... 2003 sounds early to you. It goes way before all that. Snopes concluded that it was a hoax in 2003, which is relatively early. Even for just Snopes, I didn't even know it was around for that long. And uh, it even stated that the legend had been around for years, confirming its presence way before 2003. One specific website that plays a significant role in early mentions is coinop.org. Coinop.org is an older website for gaming enthusiasts. The website has an article on Polybius published on August 8, 1998 predating all other sources. When reading the article, it seems clear that this source is, is the source of the story itself. This is where everybody got their information. So this was like the first article. Right. However, using the Wayback Machine, it has been concluded that August 8th, 1998, stamp mark was applied to most of the articles, which is odd. It was added to the Polybius article in 2003, but the actual recorded date for the article when it was created was February 6th, 2000. Hmm. Which is weird. Yeah. Like, why is, that a case? why is that even a thing? So, <clears throat> so the question is, was it ever mentioned before the year 2000? Like, so you got 1981 all the way up to the year 2000. What happened in between there? Anybody talk about it on, like, early internet? Um, <clears throat> sorry. Like, I'm kind of sick, so it's kind of... Ew, gross. <laughs> You're coming to my house. Oh, my God. Not first time, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. <clears throat> but, uh... Which is actually really funny because I just bought another Clint Eastwood movie today. What? That's the, the one just came up. Um, you just associate those two together now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Josie. Yeah. Josie something. Josie Dead. No, Lily something. I don't know it. Josie. Lily. Lily Hosey. Jose. I don't know. Either way. Um, I, I think that there was talk about it before then. Josie Wales. <clears throat> yeah, that one. Uh, it was believed that Polybius, the, the main, a lot of people think that uh, it dates all the way back to uh, Usenet in 1994. Usenet used to be the place for news in the internet 1.0. And um, fun fact though, Usenet forums are, are not lost to the abyss of decades past. Google acquired it pretty early on and uh, a good amount of Usenet has been archived for review, so you can pretty much still access everything on it. Right. Um, Google Groups is the place you can find all that stuff, and they have cool. stuff going all the way back to 1981. Um, <clears throat> so when looking for Polybius in these archives, you're more than likely to find old articles about the historian, not the game. 
uh, old archive was found that consists of the group RGVAC and had a, which those guys are just like gaming enthusiasts. They love like, they talk about arcade systems and all that stuff. Mm. And um, a user by the name of New York Mechanic Bro 8 asked if anybody, <laughs> asked if anybody ever heard of the game Polybius in the, hey, they're pretty good on that one, okay? The game Polybius in April 2000, which is only a couple months after the first article was right. published. Uh, still, all responses were related to the historian, and actually, he kind of got some backlash from it, saying it's just bullshit. Like, a bunch of people was like, don't even look into that article, it's nothing. Right. Um, nothing was found on the Usenet archive. In fact, nothing before the year 2000 had anything on it. Hmm. So, uh, people even looked on other archive websites, they couldn't find anything on it. They looked at old gaming magazine forums, nothing was said on it. Uh, I think one of the ones that stood out that mentioned Polybius was an, uh, an article about how, like, some games are going back and using like old like historian type stuff and it mentioned Polybius. Right. So nothing real standout-ish about it. One thing that I did find interesting though was Cyber Yogi. So a website out there in the in the old internet was called Cyber Yogi. It was hosted by Christian Oliver Windler. He also goes by Cyber Yogi and he was called the teaching master of Logologi. Logology. I don't. I don't know how you say it. The, the, it's the first cyber rage legit religion. I never. I can't find anything cyber like, rage religion? religion. Yeah, I tried finding what that meant. It didn't tell me anything. So it's the first and only. If I had to find, if I had to say something. But if you can find something on it, please, because I spent like five. <laughs> well, <laughs> I spent five seconds uh, on Google and didn't <laughs> click any links that I saw. And just <laughs> and just was like, huh, this is shit. Please though, if you can find it, that'd be great. Because I have no fucking clue what that is. Sounds cool though. Uh, Winler has been he's been put to blame by various users of the gaming community uh, since the early 2000s that he was the one that created it. Uh, and this is because he kind of has a reputation with pranks and hoaxes on the internet. Uh, in 2000, Winler had uh, acted on a prank where he posted a fake... Uh, he claimed the, he found a uh, lost East German variant of the game Phoenix. And um, he would admit later that it was just like a prank. It's not real. Phoenix is an old arcade game. I actually didn't even look into it. I'm sure you guys don't know what that one is either. I think it's a foreign video game. So, mm-hmm. But <clears throat> let's go back to coinop.org. The domain has been around since 1993. During the early days of the domain, it was run by Stephen W. Reiner. Uh, the website's purpose was to consist of articles about gaming arcade machines and basically document, documenting like, like uh, what was out during certain years so people just kind of... Yeah, like a catalog. Yeah, just catalog. In 1998, Reiner gave up the domain to RGVAC, and in which a new host would receive ownership, and the host would be named Kurt Kolisch, or Kurt Kohler. 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 It was like the a, toilet? I don't know, man. It's, a, <laughs> uh, it's important to know the that whoever had the ownership of this domain can control anything that's on the website. It didn't matter if it was accurate or not. So it was all under Kurt Kohler now. Um, so the Gamer Pro article, one thing that was very interesting is when Dan Amrick, uh, the writer of the article uh, back in 2003, was asked uh, what was his sources for the game and like how did he find out about all this stuff, he had mentioned that uh, Kurt Kohler had sent him a tip on it and said that basically like he told him about this article and all that stuff. And from the get-go, he was kind of sus- suspicious about it. And he kind of had a feeling that uh, Kohler was really just trying to get as much traffic to his website as possible. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> get all those clicks. Get all those clicks. You know, Kurt Kohler, I mean, it all kind of adds up that it might be him. And the reason is because 
He has some familiarity to the German language, but he's not fluent. Right. Uh, he is an arcade enthusiast, thus he knows cabinets. And his website talks a lot about early 1980s video games. <laughs> and it's bless you. Fucking gross. Nasty. Ass motherfucker. <clears throat> he you was good? a web bless developer. You. Yeah, so bless you. <laughs> he kind of knows his way around tech because he is a web developer. Oh, so he can make that game screen that we all have seen. The only thing that doesn't really add up on this one, by the way, though, is just because I feel like if he knows his early game cabinets, he should know that that logo is a little too ahead of its time. And maybe he should use I like the font, stuff. though. The font is cool. I like it. It's cool. So, yeah, it's believed that he just really wanted... He sent in this tip to get traffic to coinop.org, which mm-hmm. he had just acquired around the same time. Right. Um, <clears throat> that makes... Uh, sounds a little fishy. But sounds he was asked about the matter. Fishy. Yeah. He was asked about the matter. He was asked about the matter. He was asked about the matter. And he said that... What's this matter in the, the toilet? That <laughs> website has been on there since 1998. And uh, since day one, since he's acquired it, it's been there. And he's also said something that was kind of weird, but never has really been like touched on. He said all the wording on the article was very specific and that he couldn't really talk much about it. That's all he kind of left off with. He didn't get much after that. And uh, that was all we heard from him. So... Here is the possible. This is the possible, like, like maybe the, what there was inspiration for Polybius. So, if we're diving into Kurt Kohler being the guy that built this thing right. or did this whole entire thing, right? Which he was pretty much an, like I want to call an internet pioneer, but he was like on there, like yeah. pretty early on. Yeah, is he took advantage. Yeah, he an plundered. early adopter. He plundered. an early adopter of the fucking internet. <laughs> Dub dub dub. Dub dub dub. Dub dub dub. Dub dub dub. You've got mail. So. Wubba lubba dub dub. Possible connection. Say that. So a lot of people say that Usenet in 1994 was the very beginning of people talking about Polybius. But here's the thing: in the same time, even though we couldn't find anything on Polybius, we could find stuff on Publius. The <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about the, the Whistfield trip with the, the gaggler. <laughs> the gagger. The gagger. The fucking gagger and the what, what are you guys the glizzy the and the and the gagger. The glizzies and the gaggers, man. Um, why why do you guys call hot dogs that, Darius? What what does that even have to I don't call a hot dog that. Your generation does, man. What is that to do with Publius? You, must, that, you must answer for the crimes of your people. <laughs> That's yeah. the Publius. I have to. Fucking the Irish and like just fucking, you know. Anyway, Shit. the Publius Enigma. Drinking too much. and Do you guys know what the Publius Enigma is? No. Okay. Enlighten how do you, please. How do you spell that? It's Publius. Well, they, Publius. they call it. The people call it Publius. And Publius. I wrote it the right way they fucking said it. But yes, so. it could be Publius. Publius Enigma. <laughs> And this is one of the earliest unsolved internet mysteries to date. It centers around a user going by Publius on an old discussion board named Alt Music Pink Floyd. Publius proposed a riddle connected to the Pink Floyd album released the same year to the Vision Bell. And the airship's tied to the concert. If you don't know, (laughs) the concert during the Division Bell had an airship flying around it carrying all their equipment. During... I just, I'm just hearing a lot of Pink Floyd shit going on right now. They were carrying their equipment, and sometimes the actual band would ride on this, like, airship. It was kind of cool. And yeah. they would produce messages on the airship that were kind of, like, mixed in with this whole entire puzzle. And uh, most people, you have to you have to think that early 
internet people did not give a fuck if there was a riddle online. They were just more there for the act of discussing for it. Nowadays, you post something on there, people will be all on that shit. But back then, you had to keep on... Keeping on? Keeping on. And you have to keep on producing shit because people were going to be like, I don't give a fuck. I'm just here for music. So it wasn't really taken seriously until July 18th during a concert where the patterns and the lights in the front of the stage at the Pink Floyd concert uh, spelled out Enigma Publius. 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 So it was believed that Kurt was active around these years and he had seen this whole entire thing go on and it kind of, it might have inspired him to do the uh, Polybius. Okay. Yeah. I'm so, following, yeah. 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 This so. is some interesting shit, Darius. So where did you find this, man? Polybius? Yeah, like, where did you find it's it? It's all over the internet. It was really popular in 2015. Excuse me. Sorry, I didn't mean to offend you. You said get with the program. I know. I'm behind <laughs> on the times. You guys know, like, internet shit, I'm not really good at. So, and so I mean, honestly. But that's why I like it. Yeah. That's why I like these ones. Mm-hmm. It's. I think it's just a product. It's time. I think this is the most you've ever done in one episode. I think it, hold on one second. Let me finish my show. Okay, you go. Let me finish my show. No, you've done this whole episode. This so, is your episode. I'm just saying. Go. Yeah. This is what I think. Cheers. I just think it was a product no, of this I'm time. Sudarius. I'm sorry. I'm just mad. <laughs> yeah, okay, there you go. I know. You want to ear rape somebody. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think it's just a product of its time. No, I think everybody for the first time ever was connected and you can hear things that you weren't going to hear without the internet. So you're going to hear a bunch of conspiracy shit. You're going to hear books that you had never seen before. You're going to hear all these discussions, not to mention the X-Files was out. So now you got the whole world on the show. conspiracy pan. And so because of this, it inspired... My beer tingle just went off. I'm sorry. Just the whole entire urban legends meet the internet. And that's basically what happened. Which is really cool, by the way. Like that, just like the early... Because like me, you and I, we like... The early days of internet. We like crazy. urban legends. Yeah, and like, I mean, well, we talked about like that site that you were on earlier, that, that like German word site. Yeah. Like... Simpsons. The Bob Lazar, yeah, but the Bob Lazar site, like all those early like two thousand sites, yeah, like they looked like they were put together by me in eighth grade. Yeah, it's because everybody can fucking. <laughs> because in yeah. eighth grade we learned how to make. This. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, like, but my conclusion know. is it's just cool. Polybius was an internet hoax made by a man that just wanted traffic to his newly acquired website, and just because the actual game Polybius didn't probably exist in 1981, that doesn't mean the government didn't mess around with arcade machines. It doesn't mean kids didn't suffer from health effects of the video games. It didn't mean the stuff that was in the story didn't happen. Polybius is just more of the, I guess, a term you could say used for all these stuff that actually did happen. Um, for example, at one point, the government did indeed use video game, video game machines to collect data because it was, uh, especially in the 80s, a lot of gambling stuff was going on in arcades. Gambling rings were a common thing. And they were using what they Hell basically yeah. did is in order to find out, they would put cameras into the arcade machines to find fucking, out. Those fucking assholes. Find out if it was for gambling. Rats. Yep, you're right. And, fucking uh, assholes. And some kids were reacting to the games poorly. Either it was because they had epilepsy. I mean, there was a lot of fucking flashing lights in those games. Yeah, there was there a was. lot. There was a lot. And also because I, they were trying to calm. get the highest score and they were drinking hella coke. Hell and yeah. They were just fucking playing all night. No wonder if they were throwing up and shit. Didn't that happen to the uh, <laughs> the uh, kid who was trying to beat or trying to do asteroids in sixty hours? I think I know who you're talking about. <laughs> he, he tried to stay up for sixty hours to get through asteroids, and he was just all jacked up on Coca Cola. 
And I think 24 hours in, he just collapsed. And the, and the stories you hear about... Is it, he's alive. Yeah, right? he's okay, good. good. The stories you hear like, about fuck, with am I a bad guy? Are, con- are real. Like, there are real stories about a kid collapsing or kids fighting out. Yeah. They happen. Right. But they're not just one incident. It's just what happened at arcades. Yeah. Kids are being kids. Also, there was a lot of uh, really bad stuff happening at arcades. Like, for the first time ever... Well, not really the first time, but more in mass, more of a mass effect, not the game. Uh, you had uh, like predators going into these places because they had all these kids in one area. Now. Yeah, no, you're right. And, and it was yeah. a very dark, lidded room. Hey, kid, here's a quarter. Here's oh, a quarter. Oh, God. Can you imagine? Dude, it was no, like stop. I, this, I don't want this to turn that way. And we were leaving from that. Despite and I'm all never going to never gonna not think of that. Now. Despite, don't think about it. Despite all the evidence, <laughs> every time you see Galactica, you're like, hmm. <laughs> I'm fucking like despite centipede like, and you dude what are you doing you're making it weirder now than it was before <laughs> despite all the evidence against the case though Mushrooms? I will say that if Polybius did exist the government did its job and got rid of all the files on it yeah so okay so do you think that is a possibility I mean, still uh, that's my second option I think that oh. I do think Kurt Kohler Cobain, Cobain yeah. I keep on wanting to say Kurt Cobain Kurt Kohler, I think he was the creator of it, but a part of me thinks that maybe it was indeed real, and it's just a perfect situation of hiding it. Yeah, and maybe they did a, re- a really good job in getting rid of that machine, um, but we will never know. It, they just picked it up and took it out the door. Yeah, I, but I don't think you're gonna find like people are like we would find a machine by now. Like no, the fuck you're not. No, they like, they're gonna it. destroy it. Like it's not gonna be. Yeah, I mean, in like, a warehouse. Like, yeah, like Indiana Jones. Me? It ain't happening. I mean, it might be in a warehouse, but it's underground. Or like it's, you're never gonna not, see it. Has everything stripped from it now? Yeah, like it's it's already something. It's another it's video game machine. Pac Man, that old ass Pac Man or a video game machine that you have at that fucking laundry cleaner. Yeah. It used to be Polybius, but they just rebranded it. Yeah, could be. You, you never know. know. But that's what they do. Uh, no, that's I actually I like the whole CIA thing that it was that, and then they just got rid of it, and they just didn't clean up well enough. Yeah. And they left little traces of it. Breadcrumbs. And it became an urban legend because it is gone, right? Okay. So, no matter what, it doesn't it exist. Evil. Yeah, it does, totally. I can but, see it happening. I, can see, I mean, it did happen, just not in the Polybius. It's like, been confirmed to actually happen, but without the Polybius name. Like, I almost feel like this... Yeah, like, so, okay, so the idea of it, I already believe. It's, like, that's a thing. thing. Yeah, a that's thing. a thing. So, that's not for me, Polybius specifically, yeah, sure, it could have been a thing. And what if it was a thing for a month, right? Yeah. And it became... A bigger legend and a myth. Right. Or and it almost like became itself, right? right? It became the urban legend. And then that guy thought he like he thought it was a legend, right? And then he turned it into an even bigger legend. Right. We never actually got like full talk from him anyway. So Yeah, so like we so we got so that's what happened. But realistically so both could be right. Right. Or who's to say that just regular arcade cabinets didn't have those aspects to them already? We don't know if the video game companies what they were doing with them. Like we don't, you know, like Halloween three season of the witch. Like we don't know. Also, oh, yeah. just going back to the message before, it's all the subliminal messaging. Like it's in everything. Like Halloween three season of and, the witch. You know, the main concern for arcade games cool. back in the day was what could be the most addic- uh, addicting game you can make. Trick or treating. And of course, their products would show the results in which the next year you would get a more addictive game. Holy shit. And it does. Every year. It gets more addictive. Halloween. And it's just one big project. Oh, I can't bring it Halloween 3. No, no. Just <laughs> Halloween just wants the, uh, the candy. But, yeah. So, regardless, <laughs> I think Halloween it is a real thing. 
But my final verdict is Polybius isn't real, but it's based on things that are real. And there is a possibility that there might be a machine out there that did do it. Fuck yeah. It's all over the place. Fuck yeah. It's bigger. It's bigger. It's like like MKUltra being only in San Francisco, but we know it was everywhere. I also think MKUltra never ended. We just saw one aspect of it today. Oh yeah, 100%. I think it's bigger than what It's still going on. Yeah. You know how... So they made it where it was addictive, right? Yeah. Think of video games now. Exactly. Yeah, man. Like how much culture? There's a fucking camera on your TV, bro. Connect. Yeah, no, there's a camera. There's a camera in my TV. My smart, both my smart TV. Any smart TV you have has a camera. They watch you now and how you're acting. And a microphone. It's everywhere. They watch my ass. (laughs) That's what they watch. Google listens to you and they see what you say. Yeah. They report you to the FBI, man. I mean, come on. Yeah, well, the keywords and stuff. Keywords like what I was saying earlier. So this is just the test run. Like, what if every game was. Polybius. Exactly. Like every arcade This game. is bigger than it is before. What if what if TV hiding. show is just Polybius? Everything's Polybius. Everything's Polybius. Everything in corporate America is Polybius. Polybius is corporate America. Polybius is life. Polybius is love. That's Shrek. All hail the Shrek is Polybius. All hail the Toad and Duke. He doesn't know what that means, but you guys do, so it's all good. Yeah, that's right. That's the name of our microphone. Duke and the Chode. We're using the Chode <laughs> right now. <laughs> so, but yeah. Um, what are you going to say? Any questions? I didn't really. No, dude, you did no, great. Good. I spent like awesome. eight hours on this. So. Yeah, well, good job. You, you, We can tell. You did a really good job. I didn't have to talk about anything. You taught me everything that I taught myself. Yeah. Well, I would. I want to say the, the guy that uh, the video I watched definitely helped because he provided information that most people did not. I and didn't even watch a video of shit. Fucking a long time on it. You can tell, uh, just based off this stuff. Ahoy, that's the name of the guy, and uh, I would recommend looking up his video. It's about an hour long, hour thirty. So it's not bad. What do you think, Skipper? I don't think it was, you know, mind control or whatever experiment. Right. I don't. I wouldn't. You know, earlier I said the CIA stuff. I I wouldn't say it was mind control. I just would say that it was. I could see the memory I, like the causing. Uh, my thing is, is honestly, like if I had to choose something, the only thing I would think of is. I mean, it's farm, big pharma. It's literally what we, the internet is now. Which it is stupid. That's like a reach. Like my assumption is a reach. It sells your data. It needs to know. Oh you yeah. Want. Yeah. It's yeah. Like literally that, and you know. <clears throat> but. The I, way I see it, it's Polybius is just kind of like. Polybius is Polybius. Insidious. It is because it isn't. How how do I want to say this? How do you want to say this? That's a great question. (laughs) It's essentially not not the spokesperson, obviously not spokesperson, but it's kind of like the cover Mm -hmm. of like government surveillance, exactly like what you guys were talking about. Like I I don't think it's it itself if it even existed, was that. But people have kind of attached that idea to it because of how prevalent it is in society. Right, right. There, there is one thing that wasn't really touched on as much because the guy didn't really want to dig as much into it. But when the guy said that the text has stuff specifically in it, um, he thought about maybe using the Polybius Square to like check out the whole entire like written stuff about Polybius because there is certain stuff that's misspelled in the text 
that was never changed over nine years. That text is constantly updated. And Wikipedia, the guy, the author of the thing, actually will change some of his misspellings, but there's some stuff that he will just leave in there purposely. So he like thinks it's a code. Like it's a code, like Polybius, the Polybius Square. Right. But he didn't touch much into it. Because um, of, of the. Uh, Polybius and, like, maybe he's thinking Polybius in Greek. It. Well, because Polybius in Greek means like multiple lives or something, or many lives or something mm-hmm. like yeah. that. And he was also, you know, a a uh, game modern gamer. He was a puzzle man and stuff like that. And then 200 BC. Yeah, well, which then also yeah. makes sense why the video game would be called that. Polybius was a uh, let's see where to go Greek historian and scholar. Yeah, and basically just uh, and it would just be a cryptic square that you can change. Yeah, I mean it's like numbers. Sudoku, isn't it? Yeah, it's over a grid. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that was that your charger? charger? Yeah. But yeah, so what do you what do you think, man? I think that Polybius itself wasn't real, that it was just an urban legend. legend. But look at the effect of video games now, how addictive they can be and whatever information the government can get from that whether it now be Twitch streaming or they were just spying on people when online became a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it like the, just the urban legend of Polybius causing all these problems also made me think of when the original Pokemon games came out, they were talking about the Lavender Town theme, how it also caused seizures, seizures oh, in, yeah. talking about in Japan yeah. Yeah. and that urban legend, but it, it turned out to be false. Right. But yeah. when it comes to the, that kind of... Or, Right. I guess just in general, this kind of stuff for me, I don't... Obviously, the government's going to use it if they right. can, but I don't see government involvement being necessary because the video game industry as a whole is always going to be iterating to become more addictive so they sell more of their product. Right. Like, it's already just a natural evolution. There's Well, you would have... Okay, so the only way... Think of it this way. Like, the DoD is involved in, like, multiple games. So... That's a government entity. So that would be the way that the government would be involved in video games or really any media would be for uh, positive propaganda. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying more polybius in the aspect of, oh, we're just going to be super hush about this one thing, like seeing how addictive it is, stuff like that. Right. I I I don't see a reason for that. Right, but I, I really think that, like, for me, like, I don't think that's, a, that's what it was. So, for me, like, I just, I don't think it was a test to see how addictive it was or anything like that. I think it would have been, if it was real, it would probably would have been to see its effects on, uh, like, memory wiping and, like, cont- maybe, like, control or, like, no, winter soldier shit, you know, like reset the brain, like that kind of stuff. Like that or causing seizures. And right, like something just, where like, right, like a debt, like if you gotta like kill somebody, somebody with a nap, yeah, like right. I don't think, there is no reason for, like, sure, we can talk about the conspiracies of games and media being addictive, so you basically get fat and dependent on everything and like all that shit, but like, I don't think an arcade game is doing that. Yeah, like a home game, sure, 
But an arcade game, no. An arcade game, they, is, they need to keep capitalism. You, yeah, they need like, to keep you at least fit enough to come back and play. Again. Right. Back then, and they also need to make sure that you have money to play. Right. Yeah. And back then, I mean, you were, if you were in Portland, Oregon, you probably rode your bike there. Yeah. From the neighborhood. So you got some exercise in. Yeah. But I'm just saying that I, I do think that, like, so for me, when I think of this, I don't think of the, uh, the reasoning to be to see how addictive it is. I see it more so as, you know, the, the mind control aspect mm-hmm. or the wiping, the resetting of the brain, anything like that. The drone control. Yeah, like, you know, because if, sadly, if it was for anything, it would be because of, like, malevolent reasons. Yeah. And can you also think about, like, how people reacted to, uh, the government spying on them through the story in the early 2000s. Yeah. And they're like, really? I mean, I'm sure it was like common. People probably kind of Fucking Patriot Act. Yeah. Like the next year. It'll yeah. Snowden. Mm-hmm. So can you imagine like it was like oh, people. We're ta- what? Oh, never mind. What was that? What? We were talking about different things. No, it's ba- Snowden. Uh, no, he he he, he was the one that revealed that that all happened. But the Patriot Act is basically I, I what. Yeah. yeah. On the surface, that's what we knew about. Snowden exposed that it was way deeper than yeah. the Patriot Act. But just people probably were like, even though there was probably some stuff out there that people already kind of knew that this stuff was going on, it was a little bit like, it was a different time, so they weren't necessarily thinking the government was always spying on them. Like, right. In fact, I'd say that's still, to 2000, you probably still got a little hope that like that's not necessarily the case. Yeah, I mean, you're living in a pretty good time in, yeah. in the year 2000. Right. Maybe, maybe the 1990s gave a little bit of... Um, 90s was a mellow time. Yeah. And, but the 2000s, the turn of the century, that was a very, supposed to be a very positive change. Right. But. I mean, in, in all honesty, other than one event. <laughs> not too much bad happened, really. Until a I know, there's a, no, there's a lot of things that happened bad, not, not but for some soil. reason, when you really think of, like, we just got a really bad, we got the wind taken out of us immediately in 2001. Right. Yeah, and if that didn't happen, though, I mean, because the start of the decade was very optimistic. <laughs> Who knows what would have happened if Y two K wasn't a fear and nine <laughs> eleven wasn't a thing? Like it would have been a completely different. Everything I don't think that different. many people like even if I guarantee you one percent of the world, less than one percent, actually care about Y two K. Yeah, it was just probably more of a culture thing than it was more of a. Yeah, it's a funny thing now. People made to think about. It. Yeah, for sure, dude. It's fun. It's in the same vein as 2012. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 2012 was funny. Like we pulled, I remember. We made dude, Coast to it. Coast was amazing that year. Uh, 2012? Yeah. And how was it? Like, it was, I, I Coast to Coast to was just, it was all about the end of the world and all these predictions. And I'm like, I'd be showering and I'd be like, these guys are fucking idiots. Like, they they believe that this rock and this stone calendar is pretty, I was like do you do happen people to not remember understand like seasons and like do you happen to remember the episode after the date passed do you happen to remember the episode after the date passed no okay like I remember them predicting that Trump would win again uh, I I think it was like he comes on the show what? just like saying like yeah well, we're here. Still here. The guy yeah that like that always came on and predicted the presidents. Uh, oh yeah, again and predicted that Trump would win. He was like, oh well, here you go. You hear you hear to hear first, folks. George Norrie. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> no, well <laughs> that didn't happen. Um, actually, I think he did acknowledge it uh, the day after, and he was like, well, actually, I remember him mentioning that. I think this actually was a thing. I think I remember him mentioning that we will see in the upcoming weeks. If something changes, 
with it, or maybe there's some miscount with the votes. Yeah, that was all weird. Right. Nobody gives a fuck. (laughs) Come on. Come on. But Coast to Coast has been kind of watered down. Yeah, it's been. 2020 was a good year for it, but. um, Yeah, COVID. Well, because all the. COVID. All the UFO shit started coming out again, Mm -hmm. and that got popular. Well, George Knapp is having a great time. He still is. He talks about the 27 thing every single fucking time he's on. <laughs> 2017 UFO, Tic Tac. Tic Tac. The Tic Tac UFO was a crazy thing. Tic-tac. It definitely changed everything. And hopefully one day I'll finally figure it out. Unfortunately, I don't think that's going to happen, though. Oh. That's what he says. Yeah, it's probably. It's not in his lifetime. Yeah, he's a little sad about it. Well, you guys got anything to add up to it? So yeah, everybody thinks it was fake? I think it's yeah. fake, but the concept is it's pretty cool. Fuck it, I'm gonna go with that. Uh, it was a it was a probe, a probe. Yeah, like it was a CIA thing to test the wiping of the brain. Think it's real? Sure, why not? Because I believe the concept is real. I don't see why Polybius wasn't a thing. You know, they, they just forgot about it. Like, who cares if it was? I, I don't even care if it wasn't named Polybius. It seems like who would be the best person to wipe. Right. Some already brainwashed kid playing a video. I also think it's not that hard to remove from the internet. I it's not. It's not that hard. Not back then. But also think about this too. In the eighties, like you had to put that shit on the internet in the nineties when it started coming out, which was a lot easier than to keep off. Right. So you had to have like pictures of it. And if it was part of the CIA and or or whatever, whatever agency, then. it's buried. It's gone. It might be with those MK Ultra files. It could be with anything. Who knows? Right. It could be called something different. And Polybius isn't the name, and it's something totally different. Yeah, it's someone just, knew about it, and they just right. But so for me, I believe the concept. Right. So I'm going to go with my concept and what I think. They mass produced it into something we'll, else. For lack of a better term, I'm just going to call it Polybius. Or uh, what is it? Pubius. 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 All right. That's the Pubius. Is that it, guys? I think yeah. that's it. All right, we'll catch you next week. All What's right. next week? Cryptid Tier 5? Cryptid Tier 5. Wow, we only got a couple more, guys. Mm-hmm. We only got a couple more weeks until it's all over. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like dying this year. <laughs> That's not going to happen, man. Calm down. Yeah, don't worry about it. We'll catch you guys next out. week. Oh.